Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Love Rules. Our message today, what's love got to do with it? Our text is from Mark, the 11th chapter, the first through the 11th verses. When they, the disciples and Jesus, were approaching Jerusalem at Bethphage and Bethany near the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into that village ahead of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Just say, The Lord needs it, and will send it back immediately. They went away and found a colt tied near a door. As they were untying it, some of the bystanders said to them, What are you doing untying the colt? And they told them what Jesus had said, and they allowed them to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David! Hosanna in the highest! Then Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. The text of Jesus' arrival in Jerusalem is considered a story for the Easter season. It is described as the triumphal entry, the public acclamation of Jesus as the Messiah who will save his people. But I want to dig a little deeper into this story today through the lens of love. We like to think of the Christmas story as the one that best lifts up the theme of love, love as a gift. But when you think about it, love is best defined by Jesus' journey to the cross. Because love is as much about letting go as it is about giving. As he arrives in Jerusalem, Jesus has to let go of everything except his willingness to obey the will of God. Imagine a crowd cheering on the Rolling Stones or Beyonce. That's what the people are doing here. They look at Jesus like we might look at a rock star. He personifies what they want him to be a dazzling celebrity who they believe will fulfill their fantasies, their desires, a king who will deliver his people. The crowd has fallen in love. You know the feeling, energizing, exhilarating, head-over-heels giddiness. It's like lining up to get an autograph from Denzel Washington. At least for me it is. You're joyful, overwhelmed. You can even get silly. It can happen in the church. People sometimes fall in love when they give their lives to Christ. The minister is excited. The church is excited. Conversion, being born again. It can be infatuation. But there's a caveat that comes with this. Infatuation is a feeling, and feelings don't last. We know that as the case with Jesus, because the people who treated him as a king one day treated him as a common criminal the next He was cheered on Sunday and crucified on Friday. The people's emotions and desires changed. What's love got to do with it? That song by Tina Turner, 
perfectly expresses the people's confusion over love. It expresses our confusion. What's love but a secondhand emotion? What's love but a sweet old-fashioned notion? Love as desire is problematic. It's a good beginning, but it is emotion, and emotions do change. Now, emotions are a part of our survival instincts. We need emotions, but when they are all we have, they can cause problems. Love based simply on emotion is lacking. The people in Jerusalem desired an earthly king who would fight the Roman Empire and deliver them from oppression. They fell in love with Jesus that day because they saw in him what they wanted. And we still do that. People expect Jesus to do all kinds of things that Jesus never promised to do. Jesus did not come here to save a failed marriage, a dead-end job. Jesus really did not come to end poverty. Now, through the Holy Spirit, Jesus can change hearts. And when hearts are changed, circumstances can change. But that is not why Jesus came. Jesus did not come to teach the superficial. Jesus came to show sacrificial. Let's go back to the text. Jesus is meticulous in giving his disciples detailed instructions about this cult. Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it. And if anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Just say, the Lord needs it, and we'll send it back here immediately. Now, most commentary tells us this scene confirms Jesus as the Messiah. It fulfills a prophecy made by Zechariah centuries before, that the deliverer of Israel would arrive on a donkey, a king of peace. But there's even more to this scene than that. You see, Jesus is very careful in giving out instructions about this donkey. He doesn't say, go anywhere and get any mode of transportation. He doesn't say, get any donkey. He has very particular instructions for the disciples to follow. He is orchestrating this event that will guarantee his death. He's forcing the issue. Now, he could have remained hidden for years in Galilee or in the desert. He, he probably could have avoided the cross if he had wanted to by riding into Jerusalem as the king of peace. Jesus was bringing matters to a head. He was precipitating a crisis, the outcome of which was inevitable. I am so thankful you've joined us today. Remember, Love Rules is totally listener-supported. Won't you make a donation right now to keep this program on the air? Log on to RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org and click on Giving. That's RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org. Click on Giving. Thank you. God bless you. Everything that Jesus did that day in Jerusalem was the action of a sovereign God, a God who has revealed in Jesus is very much in control, who creates and guides all things toward the accomplishment of God's ultimate purposes. The people in the story may not know that, but we should never forget it. God is sovereign. Jesus knows exactly what this crowd's going to do. Jesus knows where all of this is leading. He plans the route to his own pain and suffering, the ultimate sacrifice, and he does not stray from the plan, not one inch. Now, I don't believe God created humanity to suffer. Jesus did not nail himself to the cross, but he knew in order to save us from sin, he would die, taking on our sins. That's how much he loves us. He knew what was going to happen because he headed to Jerusalem in love. 
all of that was ahead of him. And yet he mounted the donkey, rode into that city in love. The Bible says there's no greater love than one who lays down his life for his friends and his enemies and those who just don't care. And that's why I think Jesus rode in triumphantly. His message, sacrificial love, triumphs over everything. Now, sacrifice is not a concept we talk about much in this culture. Certainly, we talk about our soldiers when we are going through those Memorial Day services. But we really don't think about it in our lives. Even in the church, we don't think about it. We're uncomfortable talking about giving. We don't like to talk about tithing. We don't like to talk about giving more than our share. Sacrifice sounds old school, a little scary. And the idea that sacrifice is connected to love, well, that's just unreasonable. Yet Jesus insists there is no greater love. And we are instructed, no, commanded to love like Jesus loves. What does that mean? How does that look? How do we get past that superficial desire, what's in it for me, love, and move to that deeper Jesus riding into Jerusalem kind of love? Is it even possible? Well, my theory is that we can practice it a little at a time. You see, sacrifices aren't always about the big things. You can make choices of sacrifice every day. Sacrifices are nothing if they're not done in love. So it's, it's sacrificial love. I don't want you to sacrifice just because you can. I want you to do it in love. Paul said it best, 1 Corinthians 13, 3, if I give away all I have and if I deliver my body to be burned but have not love, I gain nothing. Now, there are many things that Jesus does we cannot do. But the way God has set this up, there are many things that Jesus did. Not only can you do, you're supposed to do. Loving sacrificially is one of them. Love does not necessarily limit itself to the sentimental. Oh, it can be. And yes, weddings are wonderful. But we need to know how to love. This first Corinthians, the 13th chapter, we always think of that as a wedding point, but it's actually something that was written to the church. Paul's theory is that Christians become so self-centered that we think we're better, smarter, more gifted than anybody else. And if we're not careful, we run the risk of being the most loveless people around. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but have not love, then I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor, and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but have not love. I gain nothing. This is not a wedding poem. This is a way to live. Jesus calls us to love as he loves. Love does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, 
always perseveres. Love never fails. Jesus calls us to love as he loves. If love does not carry us far beyond ourselves, it is not love. Love is not duty. It is not just being useful. It is more than connecting to that person next to you. Love is total abandonment to God. That's what love has to do with it. Thanks for joining me. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. And remember, our summer Sunday worship schedule, which is in effect right now, is at 10 o'clock. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116.